1: Hello, welcome to Come On, Come Out, a weekly podcast, which is a form of audio technology you can play on a personal device like a cell phone or a computer, where real lesbians tell their real coming out stories. I'm Angela Rosserman. Today, we are excited to hear from photographer slash director, Diane Russo. Diane, it's lovely to see you.
0: Thank you for having me. Tell us a little bit about your work. Well, I started in photography. I studied photography at Rutgers, and then I went on to be a photo assistant for Cass Bird for many years, and I left and thought I'd have, like, this amazing career in fashion photography, but (laughs) it's been more commercial directing, which is quite interesting. Um, I got into directing through making videos for Teen Vogue and other fashion brands.
1: Let's get serious now.
0: GBTQ 1, 2, 3, 4, how gay are you? I don't know what that means. I don't know what 1, 2, 3, 4 is. Oh, sorry. It's a 1 to 10 scale, but that's how you ask. Oh, okay. Um, on a scale to 1 to 10, I would say I'm a 10. Just looking at you, 5. Which might be good professionally. Um but i'm married to a woman
2: because uh, you don't want to well i mean offensive. i won't say it
0: who what where and how hard Wh- um you're coming out right so i have a i actually have an older sister who's gay and she she did the whole thing she you know knew she was gay at a young age and then sat my parents down and told them she had a girlfriend, and she was gay, and they cried, and they rejoiced. Um, But my story wasn't really like that. Like, the first time I found out what a lesbian was, I was probably 13, but I wasn't attracted to women. And then when I got to college, I was, like, interested in kissing girls, which was probably bad because also it was around the time where, like, Paris Hilton was like, oh, I kiss girls, and it's so cool, and it's so fun to be bisexual, but she's not really bisexual, yeah,
1: I think that definitely, like, helped her image, yeah.
0: But I wasn't trying to actively date with him because I actually had a boyfriend my freshman year of college. He didn't end up being really nice to me. Um, he gave me HPV. Oh, And um, a couple months later, that was actually over the summer. So we broke up, and then a couple months later, I met, like, this woman that I fell absolutely in love with. She owned a pet store, and I worked at her pet store. When I started dating her, um, people, people were like, oh, it's just because you had a nasty boyfriend who gave you an STD. That's the only reason why you're into women.
1: How did your family members react?
0: Oh, ugh, not good at all. Not good at all. So I had... Um, I had... This is going to go kind of sad. Is that okay? You- yeah,
1: and it's, it's also okay to cry. Like, for the show, it might be good.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, I think I was about 20 at the time. And I was in my kitchen. And I remember I was in my mom's space. She never likes it when I'm in her space in the kitchen. And I was talking about what I was doing for spring break and I said I'm going to the Bahamas with Janine we're going on a we're going on a cruise and I opened the refrigerator and my mom was like are you guys a a couple and I was like yeah they were like you just want to be like your older sister you had this like asshole boyfriend and you're like still dealing with your problems even I so i married now and I've been married for like four years and I actually didn't even tell my parents when I got married
1: your family and some of your classmates weren't taking you super seriously? Did you have friends or a group other than your girlfriends? Like, who made you feel comfortable,
0: if anyone? Nobody. I was, like, completely and utterly alone. But I could see into, like, a nearby neighbor's window, and that neighbor walked by the window, and I was like, Look, that's a dyke in that window. And I was, like, so proud of myself, I knew what a dyke looked like. And the person stuck her head out the window and was like, hey. And we became really good friends. And she was part of a group of women called the Lesbian Mafia. And there was, like, 50 of them in New Jersey. And they, like, rocked Lesbian Mafia t-shirts and everything. And they sort of welcomed me with open arms into their club. And they took me to my first Pride Parade. And... And it was really fun, and I was friends with them for a really long time.
1: I love that. I kind of had a pretty similar experience in college. I feel like I was definitely finding myself more um, when I started dating my first girlfriend. Samantha, who I might have mentioned. Yeah, I don't really know what she's up to now. She was studying to be a teacher, which I think is awesome like working with kids I think is like super important and everything mm-hmm. but you know I sort of was dreaming bigger <laughs> she changed her number I've tried to call her old number and it's disconnected um, I do think that she might have changed it like you know to have more of like a clean break from me she changed her name I think for the same reason Oh. So I am not sure what her name is. I've tried looking up Samantha Johnson on, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And, you know, it's a common name. So obviously there's a bunch of results, but she's not on there. I was following some of her friends and family members on Instagram. Um, do you want to maybe, because I don't think she blocked me but if she did block me, maybe if you searched her, you would see her in
0: your search results. Um, my phone is in my bag. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, okay, I guess. I'll- Let me go get my phone. Yeah, thank okay. you. You have a lot of stuff I have to jump over. Yeah, we're
1: going to have movers come in and get this stuff out of the way and have a guy paint the walls in nice matte black. So,
0: all right, what's her name?
1: Samantha Johnson.
0: So there's a, there's a Pack Life LA rescue and animal advocate. No, this isn't her. She's not white. Oh, this, oh no, that's not a white girl. Oh. I think most of these <laughs> Oh there's 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 this one. Oh no, she's she's private. This woman. Mm, no, that's not her. Okay. The hardest part about lesbian
1: relationships is that you never get closure.
0: I I think that it depends. Like just um, to pick like But you a broke random... up with your ex, right? Well, or did she break up with you?
1: Well, I broke up with her a couple times, okay. but I'm talking about soft breakups not real breakups mm-hmm. like more the like you know oh it's over so that you know you can like go on a date with someone else but you fully intend on continuing to date that person right but then she like broke it off like permanently Mm-hmm. I know you don't know her but just based off of what you've heard
0: why do you think she broke up with me <laughs> Um, well, it sounds like maybe she was getting sick and tired of being broken up with.
1: Yeah, but I also, I don't think I could see
0: her dating someone else. Right, right. She probably is, though. Okay, we're actually running
1: short on time. Can you get in the closet? Wait, what? It's for a segment that I do on the show. It's called A Second Coming Out. It's supposed to sort of represent how your first coming out to your family is very much catered to their emotions. And A Second Coming Out is just for you. So please get into the closet.
0: Do I say anything? Like, is it just like...
1: Well, it's your second coming out. Do whatever you feel comfortable doing.
0: I mean, okay. Mm -hmm. I guess I'll (laughs) I'll get in the closet. This one? Yeah,
1: that one. Just step over the fountain.
0: And is there a light switch in here?
1: No. Just like push. Just, it's gonna feel like it's locked. It's not locked, just give it a push.
2: That
0: actually felt really nice. Right. It's hard. It's not easy to come out. Diane Russo,
1: I want to thank you again for coming into the studio.
0: I'm sad I didn't get to see your face because of this big ZZ plant that's blocking us. Oh, yeah, well, you'll see it on the way out.
1: hmm Diane Russo, everybody. Director slash photographer. You have been listening to Come On, Come Out. Come back, come out, come up. Thank you. You can... I would see you out, but I actually... I'm... I have to stay here for... It. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. And be quiet because my mom's sleeping. Okay.
2: Did you just ask her to help you stalk your ex? I, I'm i going to have to put my foot down. My foot is going down. I, I... No. This is not acceptable, okay? We are going to lose this show. They are breathing down my neck. I'm yelling, okay? I'm yelling. All right? Do you understand how close we are to losing this? I got an really rude emoji from my boss. It was, a, it was a little monster face and it had a scowl. Anyway, I think she's my boss, I don't know. I actually okay. thought she was the intern for the first month. but It's she's awkward, just, yeah. I really think that this is it, okay? Are you hearing me? Because as your producer, I need to know that you are hearing me. And I'm, I, am, I am so glad that you like my boots. I wore them on purpose and I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry I'm yelling so loudly. I know you've got a vision, but this is bad. This is bad. If this continues, there's no show. They're hearing pitches. Are they really gonna cancel the show? Yes. I believe that's what those emojis mean. Come On, Come Out was written and directed by Stuart Thorndyke, produced by Julia Botero and Crystal Duhaime. Editing by Crystal Duhame sound design and mix by Great City Post, original music by Jason Faulkner. Special thanks to Ingrid Youngerman, Sherry Wolf, Mary Houlihan, Gabby Hoffman, Sam Jay, Anna Gasteyer, June Russell, and Diane Russo. All episodes recorded at Great City Post. Come On, Come Out is a production of Refinery29, Ditmas Park Productions, and Distillery92, who do not influence or endorse the content of this production.